Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Development of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, or NGA, in North St. Louis is considered a boon for the city's economy, but it may have made some students and staff at the Gateway Elementary School sick. Many have experienced respiratory discomfort as a result of dust and debris from the NGA site. Our education reporter, Ryan Delaney, is on that story. He joins me in studio, along with Maria Altman, St. Louis Public Radio newscast editor who oversees the station's business and education coverage. Thanks to both of you for being with us. Thank you. Ryan, your story broke this morning on our website. Uh, Give us an overview of what you're reporting. Yeah, uh, I spoke to about a dozen in all uh, parents, staff members, and volunteers in the Gateway School Complex, which is about three, which is three schools uh, in one building that educates about a thousand students. And through that reporting and a mix of open records requests through um, city and state agencies, we found that um, we're comfortable saying a couple of dozen students and staff experienced respiratory problems over the course of a a few months in late fall and early winter uh, while demolition work was going on. Kind of that was in conjunction with the NGA and at the site of the former Pruitt-Igo School, which uh, directly... Uh, abuts the the school's campus. Is there any idea as to what exactly the contaminant is that might be causing this problem? The big thing is just dust and and dirt in the air. Um, This material that was brought from the NGA site and placed on the Pruitt-Igo site for storage is, according to city and state officials, not contaminated. It's been tested and is free of any lead or asbestos or other hazardous materials. Uh, any contaminated materials were taken off-site and um, to a, a waste facility. This material is considered clean fill in the construction world. So it's uh, mostly concrete slabs. There's uh, bricks, a lot of rock, and just small pieces of you know dirt. Um, And this is material that eventually is going to get ground down and reused as um, just to fill in holes or for temporary access roads during the the NGA construction. We'll certainly talk more about uh, about your story. But, Maria, the NGA thing is moving along then, obviously. It is. And, you know, to to be really clear on this, the city owns the the site of where the NGA will go. It still owns that land. Mm. The transfer of the land is not expected to happen until later this year, sometime in November. And so what Ryan's story is – addressing is the fact that some of the debris from the NGA site where the city has leveled, you know, former homes and churches and and a few businesses, some of it came over to what used to be Pruitt-Igo, land that is now owned by developer Paul McKee and happens to be next to the Gateway Elementary School. Um, You know, Paul McKee's name is certainly attached somewhat to this NGA site because he owned a lot of the property Mm -hmm. in in what is now going to be uh, the NGA facility when it goes up. And, uh, you know, he's he's planning on putting in an urgent care center in the former Pruitt-Igo site. So there's going to be more construction happening next to this school. He can't seem to stay out of the headlines these days. I mean, he is... He's being looked at for some interesting uh, deals with regard to tax credits and that sort of thing. Right. Um, the, you're, you're speaking of the um, the brown shoe uh, building that was yeah. on the former uh, – what yeah. will be the NGA yeah. site and, uh, and whether he actually bought that building or not. Hmm. Ryan, back to the uh, story about the debris and the dust. 
Uh, who, who are some of the people you've talked to in the environmentalist world, if you will? I talked to a couple of air quality experts, um, including someone who does a lot of visits for um, homes and uh, in, in schools and businesses to look for anything that could trigger an asthma outbreak mm-hmm. or um, just other sort of respiratory problems. And um, he has not been inside a gateway, this professor from Southeast, State Missouri, uh, Southeast Missouri State University, but um, so, but he did tell me that just any time there is a significant amount of dirt and dust in the air, that can either exacerbate uh, existing problems in um, in people such as asthma, or cause them. Uh, teachers and, and staff at the school that I spoke with um, talked about having sinus infections, a cough that lasted for for several weeks that um, got worse while they were at school, and the only way they could explain it was the air quality there. Um, Someone with swollen airways on a number of instances and had to go to a doctor to get um, anti-inflammatory medication. And I I wanted to add also that Ryan was able to get um, confirmation from the St. Louis Public Schools that they had had something like 359 asthma-related visits to the school nurse in that Mm -hmm. school. And that was uh, from about the start of the school year through early April. Um, this is a school, uh, the elementary school is about 520 yeah. uh, students or so, and then the, the whole complex is, like I said, a little over 1,000. Where does responsibility for this actually lie? I mean, do we, do we know, or is it uh, diffused? Is it spread out? Well, that's, it's tough to point a finger at, at one particular person or agency. Uh, as Maria talked about, the property of the NGA site is owned by the city, and that work is being overseen by the St. Louis Development Corporation, the city's economic agency. The Pruitt-Igo site is owned by McKee. Um, we reached out to McKee. Uh, he did call me back, and we spoke for several minutes, but um, refused to allow anything he told me over the phone to be um, used in my story. Uh, and I left uh, five or six voicemails for the uh, vice president of this contracting company, uh, Colp Grading, and uh, none of those phone calls have been returned. Wow. So with your conversation with McKee, you, you can't tell us now what he said. No, um, he was very emphatic that nothing from that conversation could be uh, quoted. Has the has the uh, problem stopped? I understand that the the debris was uh, was stopped at some point. Yeah, the best we can pin down, a lot of the health problems started around Thanksgiving and lasted through uh, early February when um, both. Uh, we got a lot of heavy rain and the work um, slowed down. A, a meeting in April with um, representatives of Kolb and the school um, happened. And at that meeting, Kolb grading um, told parents that they would wait until uh, school gets out in a few weeks to resume any sort of work. Um, they have one week until school uh, summer school starts, and that runs the entire month of June. Um, the company also said that they would take more steps um, this was in the conversation with parents and according to our sources, what the work to grind down that rubble would be done in the middle of the Pruitt-Igo site and um, wetting down the, the loads would happen, the, the spraying it with water, and um, they would monitor wind direction um, at, at least if wind is blowing south toward the school. Maria, I would guess that the refusal to talk is – would evidence uh, concern over liability in something like this? You know, that's hard to say. Um, Mr. McKee, you know, I've spoken with him m- many times over the years, and, and he's usually pretty reluctant to have mm. on-the-record conversations. Mm. So I, I wouldn't say that we can really 
say why he made mm-hmm. that decision in this case. But um, one thing I'd also like to highlight is the story. Ryan is is running another story tomorrow, looking at sort of what is the responsibility and who who's responsible for monitoring. Mm-hmm. And what I think is really interesting is that there was a lot of monitoring air quality wise going on around the site of the NGA when this work demolition work was being done. But when it moved across the street, that monitoring ended. And that was partly the state said, you know, there really isn't a regulation saying that we have to continue monitoring it mm-hmm. once it goes off site. But there are state regulations regarding whether dust gets kicked up in the air and if it moves toward other people, neighbors, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that then, you know, if, if it's it, it should be regulated. So, And, and state officials are saying what, Ryan? So that um, what Maria is referencing is um, something called fugitive dust, and it's in the state environmental regulations. And that law basically says that any dust from a construction site or other places, any sort of um, debris that's particulates that gets kicked up cannot leave the original site of origin. Um, a lot of again, a lot of staff members that we talked to said that um, several days uh, during the, this work, they would leave school and their cars would just be covered in dust. Um, one staff member said that um, holding holding her breath was something that happened a lot walking to her car at the end of the day. Um, kids were kept inside because, um, as one staff member told me, you know, on some days the air just looked murky outside. Um, that that law, that fugitive dust law, is difficult to enforce. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources told me just because a complaint has to be logged with them, and then inspectors fairly quickly have to get there and visibly see either dust or see it leaving the site. Um, DNR told me that their regulators never um, visited the site, that um, they did not get a complaint. The city health department did go out to the site in um, February, early February, but um, they conceded that, that it had uh, recently rained. Um, so proving any sort of um, fugitive dust was tough. Yeah, just to be sure, I'm, I'm clear on this. The, the transfer of the debris has, has stopped for the moment. Right? It has, yes. Um, cold grading agreed to stop putting the, the debris so close to the school, wait until um, school is out. But um, eventually, like I said, that debris has to be ground down and then moved back to the NGA site. Uh, any more debris have to come from that site before this process starts? Cold told parents in the meeting that their work at that point was basically done. Um, the Faultless Linens building is, I believe, the only thing that is still in the NGA footprint, and that will come down sometime next month is the plan, sometime over the summer. But um, you know, most of that work, most of the, the construction and what's called grading, that final leveling out of the land, is um, just about done. What have, have parents been saying about all of this? Parents are scared. Um, I, I talked to a couple of parents who talked about staying up all night because their kid couldn't sleep from a persistent cough and not really knowing what to do. Um, so they're scared. They're upset. Um, there's a lot of concerns about um, just because these are federal brownfield sites, um, meaning that there is you know, a high risk of contamination in the soil that um, they don't know exactly what their kids are breathing. Um, Again, the city and the state says that this material is free of any contamination. Um, but they're, they're scared and they're, they're skeptical that any sort of steps to prevent this in the future will be enough. Any recourse do they have? Are they considering? Uh, not that I know of. Um, like I said, there, there were a couple of meetings that um, they first convened and then brought people to the table um, so I think I, I think at this point there's just um, 
a lot of close watching of that site and those piles to see what happens next and when. But some of these respiratory ailments may not go away. Did they... <laughs> I'm not a, a doctor or yeah. a, an air quality expert, so I don't want to speculate too much. Um, but there is some concern of you know any sort of lasting effect of inhaling that that dirt from parents. But um, you know it, it's too early to see at that point if these yeah. linger. For the most part, the health um, issues have subsided from um, staff that I talked to at the school and the parents that um, you know coughs have for now gone away because with the work. On pause, there's significantly less, at least, um, dirt being kicked up. For now. For now. Yeah. For now. Maria, let me turn back to you in the two minutes that we have left with regard to the the NGA story. Where are we now? Obviously, they're they're removing debris, but what's the timetable looking like right. for all of this? Well, the, the city <clears throat> is expected to turn over that land uh, in November of this year, and they'll, they'll be turning it over to the U.S. Air Force. The Air Force will actually own the land. The U.S. Army Corps will do the construction of the, the $1.75 billion facility for the National Geospatial mm-hmm. Intelligence Agency. And the, the timeline is that the 3,000 or so employees will move in end of 2024. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty lengthy construction project. Is it still operating now, operational now uh, to, the, to the south? Absolutely, yeah. yes. There are 3,100 employees at that site near the Anheuser-Busch brewery yeah. where they are now. Um, so yes, the, the employees are there and work and, you know, I, I think are expected. It's not expected to grow employee-wise a whole lot once the new facility is built. In terms of its economic benefits to the uh, city of St. Louis, uh, give us some sense of what they are going to be. Do we know? It's a little hard to say. The city very much wanted to keep those employees in St. Louis because of $2 million worth of that that 1% Mm. uh, tax that that the city gets from employees. Exactly. Uh, So that's a big economic driver of keeping the employees. Uh, I think that there's a lot of speculation about um, how this is going to help the St. Louis Place neighborhood Mm -hmm. grow. And um, certainly developer Paul McKee owns a lot of land up there and has big plans for 500 housing units for the urgent care center on the old Pruitt-Igo site that, that I mentioned. And some neighbors are talking about how property values are increasing. So there are concerns both um, on the positive of things are happening and also some neighbors worrying about are their taxes going to go up because mm-hmm. property values are going up. Sure. And there's the ripple effect also of small businesses that no doubt will pop up uh, around this building to accommodate the workers when they have to have lunch and that things like that. That is certainly the hope. Yeah. And, we, and it, you know, it remains to be seen, but that, that is certainly the hope. Right. Ryan, in 30 seconds, where do we go from here with your story? Well, Part two tomorrow. Part two tomorrow, uh, looking more at the regulations and who owns what and where and um, – we have requested, uh, through an open records request, a, a nurse's report that was sent to yeah. the Department of Health um, kind of when these first concerns first came up. That's um, being held up right now during legal review. So hoping to have that soon. But uh, we felt very comfortable with our sourcing at this point to publish the story. Terrific. Great story. Thank you so much, Maria Altman and Ryan Delaney. Thanks, Thanks Don. Keep up the good work. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh. <laughs>